Was it Shannon? Yeah. No, no Shannon today. Sure. Um, you know she's COVID vaccine sick, but it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. We're here with the Movie Dummies podcast. Just dummies who talk about movies. Actually, probably mostly TV this week, but we'll see. I am Joe. Oh, I'm Angela. Yeah, Sorry. There's, there's no Shannon, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought we were still just talking. I'm Aaron. Yeah, and Shannon is not well. She'll probably be back next time, guys. Um, but yeah, it's uh, she's feeling really rough. <laughs> it's like her face was beat red. It was crazy. Oof. Yeah. But we're here to talk about different things we've been watching this week. This is the recommendations episode of the Movie Dummies podcast. Um, there we go. Okay, that's probably more. Had to mess with the levels a little bit. Things are different this week. Maybe you can tell, maybe you can't. Um, that's some behind-the-scenes crap you don't need to know about. Stop being an idiot. I can't stop being an idiot, Garth. So, <laughs> what have y'all been watching this week? Because I have something very controversial I'm going to say, and it's going to probably lead to A.A. Ron being mad at me. Oh, I can't Uh-oh. wait. Oh. So, we'll so see. I'm going to start with an, something that I believe everybody on this podcast has talked about, but I just recently watched it for the first time. I finally saw John Wick. Three. Oh, okay. Here I have not seen it. No spoilers. You so have you not feel when seen John it? Wick died. <laughs> you made me actually confused for a second. I'm like, what? Huh? This is like when Sp- when Spider Man died, and I missed that during. I was like, did this happen? This could have been potentially. It could have happened. So, I I really liked it. Um. I love what's his face who is best known probably these days as the chairman from Iron Chef, but I know Mark him as Yeah, I know him for his capoeira. Yeah, no, only the strong. Capoeira. Yes. Zoom. I was a little disappointed that they did not include any capoeira. Well he was a ninja. I know. Oh no, ninjas. Uh I But it was how- very it's very well done. I was talking to somebody the other day who has never seen any John Wick movies, and I think the movies themselves take place over the course of maybe what two or three weeks. I I think they say in the third one that it'd been a week. Okay. That he was having a bad week. So like, when the very first time he fights in his house, when those guys come to kill him, he's so smooth, he's so slick. But as he becomes more and more beat up, he becomes rougher, more rough and tumble. Right. And by the end of yeah. that third movie, he's so fucking tired and so beat up and so broken. He's like, his only recourse is to just pick up those little dudes and throw them. <laughs> and it was yes. like, cause he's not doing Neo kicks and shit, which is like crazy. I don't know if he still can, but like, uh, I he, bet he still can. We'll see when, when matrix four comes out, but it, he's not doing anything. He's just like, cause he's so big, <laughs> you know, think of Keanu Reeves as a big dude. Until you see him next to those guys, and uh, I mean, I think, I think it's all. I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with Keanu. I think it's 
it's character you know it's like you said he's yeah he's so broken he's so he's had a rough week he's <laughs> been shot and stabbed and I, I mean i don't even know how he's still because he's walking a, he, like what does peter stormare say in the beginning of the second one he's pure freaking will yeah and uh I, I was really impressed with Halle berry um i i don't think i've seen her um in an action film quite not like like that no not like this like she is not not many women outside of Charlize theron have been doing something like that well scarlet scar joe i'd say scar joe is pretty you got me but yeah it's 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 pretty uncommon melissa mccarthy (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry it's definitely uncommon, and she's been in in action films before, but never quite this never, yeah. hardcore. Well, it's because it's so realistic. Realistic. She went to the the same trainers Keanu goes to, and she learned how to fire the weapons and reload and do all the tactical movement, uh, do it all correctly. So she got now. She, she got good. Joe, can can you please help me remember who? What other movies did they do? Uh, the people who are choreographing this. I, if I remember correctly, they did that Korean movie um, that I have been supposed to watch. I watched half of it for like the martial arts aspect of it. You're talking about the raid. Um, it's not Korean. The raid. With it's not Korean. No. What is it? Indonesian, I believe. Thank you. Um, it, it just like you had said, Angela. It is. It's just. It's very fun to get into, and it just feels real, realistic. And in, in your words, Joe. It feels like I'm watching like Ong Bak. Like it's just it just flows so well, but he was just so damn tired. Yeah, like he gets tired. Has he did we ever see him sleep? Does he sleep in any of the movies? Um we don't see it. I so, think we're we're to presume that he's sleeping at some point though. I think he only sleeps when he's knocked unconscious. <laughs> the guy who did the stunt choreography for John Wick, the first one. Let's see. His name's. Uh, Did he not do the rest of them? His name's Jonathan Yusubio. I don't think so. But the guy who do, who directs him, Chad Stahelski, he was Keanu Reeves's stunt double in The Matrix. So he's a yes. he's a stunt choreographer. <laughs> the main bad guy, not the main bad guy, like the main goon in John Wick, the guy with the clean cut beard or whatever. He's also mm-hmm. a stunt choreographer and stunt performer. Um, he's the guy who trained Bob Odenkirk for Nobody. And he's also in Nobody Getting Beat Up on the Bus. Hmm. Um, so he, he does John Wick 2 and 3. So he is the, the fight coordinator on John Wick 2 and stunt coordinator, stunt coordinator, fight choreographer for John Wick 3 Parabellum. Oh, and he's the stunt coordinator for Matrix 4. So that they must have a very good working relationship <clears throat> him and Keanu Reeves. So he was the stunt coordinator who became the director? No. No, no, no. This guy, Stunt director. Jonathan Yusubi. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Thank the you. The guy guys. from the first first John Wick movie who was the fight coordinator. I was just talking about the director, Chad Stahelski. He was a uh, stunt double for Keanu Reeves before. That's why he has such a, a love for stunts, and that's why he shoots wide angles, and that's why you capture all the action in the camera instead of doing hmm. the, the cutting and stuff because he's a stunt guy. He wants his. his work showcased or exactly. the work that of the stunt being showcased i think it's like guy brad like pitt and once upon a time at, in hollywood if you look at like uh what matt damon had to do what matt damon had to do in the born movies 
is no different than what Keanu Reeves had to do. But for whatever reason, Paul Greengrass and whoever the hell the other directors of the Bourne movies were cut around the fights with these quick action shaky cam cuts. Um, but Matt Damon learned whole fights that he did himself, just like Keanu Reeves did. He just you don't get to see it. And I think they uh, have as much power. No, they're legit. They're fast. But like, I mean, uh, there are a few moments in the Bourne movies where they do pull the camera away, and you can actually see a lot of what's going on. And and it does. It looks brutal. It and hard and fast. And, I, I, it makes me think of it when he had the bathroom fight scene and the one he did at the old farm in the snow. Those are the two that always stick in my brain, like where it was just like fight, gnarly. The first one is really dope, where he stabbed the dude with the pen <laughs> yeah. a bunch of times. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, and the guy who was actually getting stabbed in the pen fight was on Corridor Stuntman React series, and he was talking about how like, no, Matt Damon's legit. We did this whole fight. It just looks like crap. I'd love to see Corridor redo it somehow, although I can't imagine how they're going to do it. Like how they redid John Wick? They redid John Wick? What? Yeah, they fixed the... Let's go a little... They fixed the... What do you call it? The gun flares? Uh Uh-oh. I don't even want the hell... My brain's not working. You know, the flame that comes out of the end of the gun. Flash? Shoot. Yeah, the gun flares. Flashbang. And... um, they fixed that, it's and then one of their guys is this young guy named Peter, and Peter does like he's just fucking extra about everything in his life, and he made a whole re-edit of the scene in John Wick's house called Big Wick Energy, oh God. where the camera's shaking because the gun is so loud and there's blood splatter all over the camera lens. It's re- it's ridiculous. I suggest you no, watch I'll... Big Wick Energy. <laughs> so- no, I, I'd like to see Born shot like John Wick. You know, yeah, I, like I'd like to like. see. You can see the behind the yeah. scenes of the actual fights. Oh, okay, it's actually very interesting. I'll check that out. I didn't know that was available. Yeah. So, do you recommend John Wick to everyone? Oh yeah, absolutely. I recommend John Wick to absolutely anybody. Um, the whole series is is fantastic. Keanu is no joke, like legit one of my favorite actors of all time because he's just doesn't matter what you. I I mean sometimes he makes some weird choices, but yeah, I, I absolutely fucks love him. Eli Roth's wife in that weird movie where those girls kidnap him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird movie. Wait, hold on. One of those girls were the wife of somebody? They were like 18 years old. The wife of the director of the movie, yeah. It was in the movie? Yeah. Pretty sure. As one of those young girls? They weren't young. The two girls who kidnapped him, and they had like the sexies in the shower. Yeah. That is just... It was his fiance. Okay. Well, it was his fiance at the time. This movie called Knock Knock... Yeah, I don't remember that vividly at all. <laughs> Not yeah. at all. Usually watch those type of movies with uh, squiggly lines, right? <laughs> so which one is his? Because one, one is the chick from uh, um, Blade Runner. Lorenza Izzo 
is Eli Roth's wife. She's 31. So he had, so the director had his fiance in the movie banging. Keanu Reeves? I don't know if yeah. I could have if I could have my wife banging Keanu Reeves, I'd ask her just to give me a play by play after. You know, so I get it. I'll see. How long, how old is the movie? To knock knock, twenty fifteen. So they were like twenty five. Yeah, so she was twenty five. Eli Roth is eighteen years older than her. That's somebody who's a cuck, right? Like that's that's their thing. That's yep. That's why Kinda you do like, that. Uh, why um. Who's the fucking comedy director who directs all the movies? Judd Apatow keeps making Judd his Apatow. Life. Yeah, make yeah. out with people and stuff. Tastes like tastes like shellfish. Oh my god! <laughs> Some freaking French toast. Yeah. Uh, so what else? Oh, I wanted to say this one more thing. I read the other day that Keanu Reeves says he'll make as many John Wick movies as people want to see. Fantastic. I want to see 800 of them. So as long as people can keep going to the theaters to watch him punch and kick stuff. Hold on. I, I have something controversial to say then. Okay. Uh-oh. Is, is John Wick normal people's Fast and Furious? No, don't say something like that. Oh, no, no, listen, because he said on. he'll keep making them, and they just keep making fucking Fast and Furious, right? Fast and right? Furious is ending at 9. Mm-hmm. You really think Vin Diesel... And John Cena's that, about to come in there. Hang on. The only reason Fast and the Furious, they keep making them, is because the worldwide box office is significantly higher than the domestic tape. When you get, like, it doesn't matter. Around. They're still making them, but that's the same statement John Wicks, or Keanu Reeves says. If, as long as people want them, I'll keep making them. And that that's a serious concern. I don't want to see JW9 to JW or something. Like I'd be concerned. I mean, if they're good, what what's the concern? Well, if ev- if all nine of them is are just as good as the first three, then well, they kept making tremors. Hold on, here's the deal. Here's the difference. <laughs> you are talking to the wrong person about tremors. I don't think <laughs> I don't think John Wick quite involves the scope and the scale and the special effects and the nonsense that Fast and the Furious does. I fair. look at John Wick Complete fair. more like grounded B movies. Um, that just happened to be quite good. Mm. Ooh, Joe, I think that's one of the coolest things I've heard you say about a movie. I would equate Fast and the Furious to DC's live-action movies, and I would equate John Wick to DC's animated movies. I, 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 I don't think I like that. Thank you, buddy. Because I was only saying it just for the hell of it. Because, like, did you want to hear me angry? Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. A little bit, like I like John Wick. I've watched that each of them maybe three to five I, times. I think like, I love Anna Reeves and Chad Stahelski have a better grasp on uh, quality, what people want, and what ends up being good, at, better than Vin Diesel does. Yeah, is that fair to say? No offense, Vin Diesel. I do love you. Thank you I for agree. Pitch Black. Yeah, no, no, I 100% agree. Still love you, Vin Diesel. Thank you for Pitch Black too. And he's definitely listening. You're being Groot. He's Groot. Give <laughs> I am that. Groot. I'm Groot. So what else did somebody watch? Now that we've talked, what, 20 minutes on John Wick? Um, I went and saw Mr. Nobody. You mean Nobody? 
Oh, sorry. I didn't. I actually really thought if I if this was on like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I would have had a Mister in front of it. Oh no! For, you would have lost for it. real. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Regis would have been upset at you, bro. Regis R. wouldn't R. like me in the first place. Uh, without <laughs> spoiling it for everybody, because I know I think I sold it pretty well to Angela last week. What do you think? Um, I look forward to rewatching it. Um, I thought going into it, I was going to be watching a comedic John Wick. Legitimately, that's because I've been specific. I've been purposely staying away because I, when I saw that trailer, like I've never watched Better Call Saul. Loved him in Breaking Bad. I haven't watched anything beyond Breaking Bad because I've been so concerned. Like even with El Dorado or El Camino, um, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to tarnish anything. About How did you get bad. comedic from the trailers, though? Uh, it just is, because of the character it itself, comedic, like, but it's yeah, not, it's like, not like uh, directly comedic. It's more like black comedy situation. Yeah, and so that's what I thought was going to be happening. Um, but like, because it's, I, I think, yeah, I, I would say, and uh, his character, like, when I've explained it to other people, their first first explanation to it is, "Am I going to be watching Falling Down?" Interestingly enough, there is some comparison between uh, that kind, wonderful movie kind of, just guess. with a guy losing his shit. No, no, just on the concept of someone losing their shit. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's, but, more, um, like, uh, it's more like John Wick than Falling Down, but... Oh, unequivocally. But, as we say, the, the comedy, I, I think almost my favorite scene is a non-fight scene. Yeah. It's when he comes home and the kitty cat race it and he goes, fuck! That, yeah, that's pretty and, funny. Like, just that, like I lost my absolute shit. I was laughing so hard there. I really started laughing about the third time he started talking to somebody and like expressing his feelings, and they were dead. <laughs> that made me, yes! that made me laugh. I forgot. Yeah. So I uh, highly recommend it. You've already talked about it, so I won't go uh, too heavy there. Um, I cannot remember which of you. It might have been all of you, or it might have been just Joe and Angela. Um, my and Joe, I've already expressed this to you. I cannot get my wife to restart Scrubs. Uh, season eight has spoiled. Like she's so happy with season seven; she loves everything. Season eight, with the continual reintroduction of these characters, and I know you say there's a point to it. She's like, I don't watch Scrubs for these people, and it's like thirty. I'd say thirty to fifty percent of the episode are these the interns, and I understand why. I do get it. It just, my interest is completely lost. And it's interesting because I've seen this, um, uh, I want to say increase, I'm trying to think, this great upward path for a lot of the characters. But really all I have seen is is Kur, uh, Turk and JD becoming childish like they were in season one and just having new interns. And like, I have not been intrigued to watch it. And so she brought up, do you just have something else we could watch? And it was legitimately the day after we did a podcast four weeks ago. So I just put on Sinners. Mm, yeah, how do you like it? Wow! Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking That's, intense, isn't it? I, I, am, I am just absolutely impressed with Jessica Biel's character. I'm impressed with the writing. I'm impressed with the season finale. Mm -hmm. I thought they did a fantastic job leading our minds every which way, whether it was rape or kidnapping or what occurred. I loved the like uh, the sentencing. I loved the aspect of the judicial system. I I can't... I, who is the main... the guy? Because I, I, my Bill brain was like, is that Bill? Bill? Mother of sweet Jehoshaphat, his arc. 
wow. Well, get just buckle up. I, I can't okay. wait for season two and season three. I just think that is uh, act. I think that's career defining acting out of a person and what he yeah, has done. And, and like after season three, I became genuinely worried about him that he was something wrong with him physically. There's nothing wrong with him. That's all acting. <laughs> his stiff neck and his limping and stuff. That's all acting. Um, I still think season finale reveal of why he likes certain things mm, yeah. was flabbergasting. Like I have goosebumps even saying that out loud, how well they portrayed that into a character to give some definition to why the controlling of an uncontrolled situation. But Jessica Beale, um, I've been a little quasi bit of a fan of hers. I, I want to pay a like compliment to her. No, but I want to pay her a compliment because Jessica Biel has been a pretty lady and some people don't believe she's pretty. I'm going to say personal opinion there. Let's not get into that. My compliment to her number on top of her acting was um, something I noticed in Vanilla Sky about Penelope Cruz. One of Penelope Cruz's greatest assets to her just physicality is she can be prettied and uglied rather quickly uh charlie's throne has done a lot of like just like jared leto with the weight gain and changing physicality but changing her hair like she looked like someone who was meant to be riding a different type of bus and i was just i was rather impressed with a lot that was brought to that table i think just just uh what's the word for it how what is it when they pick the character the pick the actors casting well i think that's her wow show. i think she produces that show so. Jessica Beale, kudos to you, top to bottom. Thank you. T to B. Jessica because um, that is second to me on uh, on police, even on show a lot of shows, but like True Detective season one, still you know that's that's a tough one. But this is a it felt real. It felt it wasn't like every episode was like this is the killer like they were legitimately just trying to uncover little pieces and that's been a that was a, a tough part of a show that i really enjoyed killers um or the killing mm-hmm. where it was like every episode was a different guy that they proved guilty or not guilty this was a continual uncovering and unlayering um and that's what i was impressed with that, that yeah, to the, me was the show isn't like figuring out who did it we know who did it we just gotta figure out why they did it yeah so I know we've talked about that, so I'm only going to say one more thing, but I think it might, you might have already discussed, but I'd like to say I watched the Justice League. And I don't know the if that's part of anything. Hour that hour and two minute cut? Yep. Um, I watched the first hour and had to turn it off because I was so frustrated with that CG. And after my surgery, I came back to it and watched it and I was just, I was happy liked it legitimately i i was so surprised at watching the original one which i uh, five out of ten it was it was like i could yeah let's yeah let's go lower okay but i would actually have to i'd like to say aaron was wrong completely 100 percent. i will say i was incorrect in my statement that i love my long movies and we should have it and I'm really frustrated to say that this would have been one badass miniseries, and it would have, I think, would have even been better to be released in that way. Um, and I'm not a person who likes that type of thing, so. You mean you want it even longer? No, nope, just chapter one, done at 40 minutes. Like, 
And I'm wondering if I watched WandaVision like that, would I have liked it more? Because <clears throat> I'm wondering what may, would I've liked it as much. WandaVision are comparable. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to say it that way. Uh, just I'm wondering if I was expo- exposed that heavily to it at one time. If I would have finished it saying I liked this and I would have rather watched it as a miniseries and I'm wondering because I think they're almost similar timelines, right? Like four to five hours, WandaVision to that. Like I think they're almost the same in time between the two. Before you So I'm wondering if I did that. In your mind, I want you to watch Endgame again. Endgame's better. Well, yeah, but <laughs> before you rate it, before you go that you think that it's good, I want you to hold those two up against each other. <clears throat> Endgame is the only movie I've ranked as high as Interstellar. So I'm just saying, like, uh, Justice League is okay. I rank Justice League as 6.5. No, no, it's Justice League, I'm just saying, as a in comparison, it's a 6.5. It ain't a 7. It ain't an, Yeah, yeah. But That's it's, it. That doesn't make it good. I'd much rather just watch the animated movies DC puts out. They're so good. Don't have even a slightest argument for you on it. I just, I would, I'm just saying from a aspect of a re-release of an already released movie. Yeah, it's so unique. I was impressed. It's like I had to watch it because it's it's never happened before. It's probably never really going to happen again. I mean, there's been director's cuts and things, but there's never been $80 million <laughs> pumped into a movie like this. I don't think anyways. Although they probably put at least $80 million into Joss Whedon's cut. It felt darker. I liked that. I liked Batman more. I liked uh, Flash more. I liked the robot guy. Like I, I, you know what I would say? It endeared me to the characters more than anything I had. That would you be a good description. Yeah, you can do that oh. with time. But oh, like, good point. Were you with us on the Justice League episode? No, I jumped because I had not watched it, and I had wanted to watch it. Well, I'll tell it to you like I told these guys. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, and uh, how did this get made? And Jason Manzoukas was talking about how the movie is fine, but it's uh, I don't like Zack Snyder's point of view. He's so nihilistic, and he's so depressed, and that just doesn't fit the Justice League. It worked well with The Watchmen, because The Watchmen's nihilism, like, right there. Um, but it doesn't work with the Justice League. It doesn't work with Superman. And I think that's my biggest problem with it. Like, there's nothing wrong with the movie itself. It's I don't like Zack Snyder's point of view. Do you think it was based on less Superman? Even though, obviously, the whole concept of the movie is resurrecting him as more of it felt more of a Batmanic point of view. The problem with the movie is that it's depressing, and there's like the justice league is new gods it's it's bright it's colorful it's um superman is hope i there's just no no hope in those movies it's all so depressing i cannot i don't have a good argument against it will i watch this movie again no (laughs) you thought about it i had to but like really will i I probably won't I ever put it on. I'm very happy I watched it. Again. But I, if I were to watch a Justice League movie again, it would probably be this one. Or actually, never mind. I'm just going to watch Justice League War. I'd watch a cartoon. Yeah, yeah I'm going to watch the animated. Yeah. So, all right. I ain't watching. 
I'm done. Sorry, that was a long one, guys. Who else is so she said? Good. Yes. Matt. Uh, well, I got, what do you got, Joe? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Matt. I played a video game. You did tell me more about it. <laughs> Damn! All right, don't sound excited or anything. I'm just I'm at like a energy level of zero, guys. So, um, it's called We Happy Few. Uh, it's a dystopian. <gasps> I hear a gasp of recognition from yeah, I've heard, Yeah, I have heard of this game. I wanted to get this game. You should. Uh, it's really fun. Um, it has a hairs. really cool aesthetic. I wish you guys would have. I would have told you about the sale because it was on sale for like eight bucks. What? Yeah, like eighty some percent off. Um, it's got a really neat aesthetic that I've never seen before. In the video game, for sure, um, it's really fun. The premise is that it's, it's like, like an alternate in the '60s. Mm, yeah, sort of. It's dope. I like the. If Bioshock was a strange acid trip, yeah, um, it's like above ground Bioshock in the '60s. It just has that that misty type of feel that Bioshock had too. Like, there's a lot of fog going on. Uh, there's there's parts where there's no fog. Looks neat. Uh, yeah, the premise is that uh, it's an alternate like history timeline where Nazi Germany invaded the UK, uh, took them over, annexed them, and then just like left with most of the resources. I guess it, it it doesn't actually fully explain what exactly happened, but apparently the Germans came to whatever area of Britain that is in. Took everything over and then left. It just looks really cool. It's really fun. What was the one movie with uh, Christian Bale where they had to take a pill to suppress their feelings? Mm, yeah. Gattaca? No, it's uh, the movie we watched for this podcast. Uh, Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, it it's reminiscent of that, except kind of the opposite. They take these drugs to be like inexplicably, inexplicably happy. Nice. So yeah, it's fun. That looks cool. Did you watch anything? How far are you into it? I'm just about done with the first act. I'm like working on some uh, achievements and stuff that sound pretty easy to get. I don't know why, but I like getting them. Oh yeah. Achievement Hunter. Uh I also watched uh a show I think we probably would all want to talk about. Okay. Falcon and Windows. That movie. What movie? Oh, oh, Troll Hunter? No, uh that was I started it last night. I got pretty tired and I thought if I don't sleep now I probably won't sleep, so I should probably sleep. Okay. Well, let's if you don't have anything else, I'll talk about... Angela, you went, right? Yep. I'll talk about my stuff then before we talk about Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Sound good? Sure. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, me and Shannon finished The Irregulars on Netflix, that uh, alternate universe type of Sherlock Holmes show. 
I mm-hmm. loved it. The kids have powers. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Season two is going to be fun. Awesome. Um, I recommend it. I watched Thunder Force. <gasps> I don't recommend it. It sucked. Our sister was begging me to watch that movie, and I, I looked at the trailer, and I'm like, mm, I don't think I want to watch this. I thought it could have been at least funny. Yeah, it's Damn funny. it. Like, if you like Melissa McCarthy, and you like Octavia Spencer, it's worth watching. It's just, it's more of the same. It's not as good as Spy. Uh, yesterday, me and Shannon watched this movie called Synchronic that was like popular on Netflix or whatever is in the top ten. has Anthony Mackie and Jamie Dornan, and it's about this drug that people are taking, and they're going like crazy wild on it, and Jamie Dornan and <clears throat> Anthony Mackie are EMTs, and Jamie Dornan's daughter goes missing, and come to find out if you have... Your pineal gland is not calcified, like if you're young, and you take the pill, you actually time travel. Ooh. Yep. That's for, cool. For seven minutes. Seven and minutes. What is this effort. show? Synchronic. Um, so Who's uh, streaming it? Netflix. Thank Anthony you. Mackie has a tumor on his brain that has uh, made his pineal gland uncalcified, so he can also time travel, so he tries to find the daughter. Um, it takes a real long time to get into the supernatural slash time travel aspect of the movie. So, like, if you if that sounds interesting to you, don't give up. How do you spell symphonic? Because I'm typing it the way I think it's supposed to be, and it's not. Saying chronic, like you know the chronic, synchronic. Like S I N G. No, no. S Y N. S Y N C H. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Thank you. Thank you. I was I was doing symphonic. I'm like, this isn't working. This is not on here, Joe. You're on some drugs. All right. Thank you. Got um, it. I also watched the season one and two of The Servant on Apple TV+. Plus. It's really, really good. Awesome. Um, Shamalama Ding Dong produce, produces it. Which is probably why it's good because he's not directing it. Mm-hmm. It's um, twisted and weird, and there's like a malevolence going on, but you're never told exactly what it is. It's very, very good. I really like it. So if if you like horror, it's not like jump scary horror. It's more like give you that uneasy feeling horror. Um, I would recommend you watch The Servant. Mm-hmm. And the thing that A.A. Ron's going to hate me for. No, I'm, I'm getting excited here. I watched on Amazon Prime a new animated show called Invincible. Yes. Invincible is based on the Robert Kirkman comic. Yep. Of the same name. From but Prime. I've never read that comic, though. Well, now I have, so. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. What you got here? So, I like Invincible more than The Boys. <laughs> Ooh, see, I now it, the the uh, Invincible is a cartoon, though, correct? Correct. So I have heard nothing but amazing things about this in my group D and D chat. They are just going wild about this. It makes sense to me that a 
cartoon rendition of a comic book could be better than a movie. It's bloodier. That makes sense. Yeah, well, that would make sense. Now, could... uh, What is the word? Could a... If if this was a uh, real life, would it be? Is it possible to be done as a real life? Let's let's do that. That's what I mean. Yeah, they're making a live action movie of it as well. What? Why would they make a live action after they made a what? Don't know. Uh, it's a Robert Kirkman, the guy who made The Walking Dead. Blech. Um, well, love or hate The Walking Dead, the comic was good. And Invincible the Comic. I mean, the show was good for a while, uh, but even when the show was good, I did not like Robert Kirkman. The guy was a fucking prick. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I, every comic I've read of his so far, I like. Um, I don't know about him as a person. Outcast was amazing. Walking Dead was good. And uh, Invincible's quite good. I'm through issue 54 or something like that right now. So I've, I've gone through the whole first compendium, and I'm working on the second compendium. Of the comic, and it's, uh, it's way different than how the the show is gonna be. The show's paced out like a TV show, and the cartoons paced out like a comic, so you can do way different things. Um, what makes you like it more than the boys? I don't know. I've been trying to think about that. There's just something else about it. Maybe it's because, so they're both very much the similar thing. You're taking something that exists and you're taking the piss out of it a little bit. You're flipping in its head in a certain way. Are they and doing a better rendition of the comic book versus anything? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just. I think I just prefer this version. I prefer this point of view. Rather than Ooh. like... Well, I'm intrigued to watch it. I, I will give you my honest opinion on this. Like... The Boys, by no means, is my favorite television show to ever come out. I just truly enjoy it as a comic book rendition. It's probably one of my... Obviously, we've had superheroes. I, I can't sit here and say that... What is it? Uh, the Marvel movies we are watching are not renditions of comic books, but it's my first one. And they're really enjoyable and that might be my my fun of it i also love the real life characters they have chosen to play these comic book people mm-hmm. but like the people like my friends the dungeon and dragon guys that we play with they are just lividly happy they just they love this show they are just talking so much positiveness about this so like i didn't know you played D Remember I talked to you about it? I was like so excited and I was like, it's my first one, Matt. And you're like, I play. And I'm like, I'll bring you on board. <laughs> I, I do remember the conversation. I think I'm I remember real- things. I, I, it is quite enjoyable. We're playing on an online uh, version of it and I'm I'm terrible at it, but uh, I'm just a tank and I, I very much so enjoy it. Like I would like to play this in person very, very much so. I would really like to play it in person one day, but we're, uh, I'm not going to tell you that we're very tight on rules. But like when I saw the picture that you sent of you and Joe, that's what my, my stat card looked like for my character. So it made sense. Nice. Um, so back to a quick comparison of the boys. There's something about the boys that's more like um, helpless to me um, because... 
uh, those guys will never defeat Homelander. They're just, there's just, it doesn't feel like they ever could. And you're just kind of waiting for like Homelander to kind of mess up in a way that where he's going to like leave or kill himself or get himself into a situation where he could like die just by accident. Whereas an invincible, you know, it's, it's kind of similar. There's a Superman type dude who's bad, but his son um, is standing against him. And this is in the comic anyways. And while the son isn't powerful enough to defeat his father, the emotions that he feels for him are. And it makes his dad run away. And eventually the son will be as powerful as the dad. So um, I think it just makes it more less like just waiting for the other shoe to drop and more about the characters. When... Um, I've, I don't know. In the comics of the boys, I never felt like Homelander couldn't be defeated. Uh, I never felt that way. I get that from the movie or the show. That makes sense. But I'm going to throw you a curveball. You might feel differently about this show as it being better than all after Jupiter's legacy comes out. If they can give you 10% of what jupiter's legacies comics are like like it sounds like you're describing that so as like a live action i i am looking forward to jupiter's legacy i have purposely stayed away from every trailer um to not be spoiled too much because that is a really great comic that i don't even think they've finished yet um that i am just very much so intrigued to see what they bring to the table so i like comics i mean i like uh, cartoon yeah, I like cartoon renditions. I like real people. And I really, really do want to watch the show that you're talking about, Joe. Like, I have not heard anything negative. Well, the show is much different than the comic in that we don't... Like, you're, you're told immediately that the bad guy's bad, but the son has not um, found out yet. And it's this way more deliberately paced, and it's got, like, different... There's a lot of differences um, to, like, consolidate oh. things, to make things more streamlined... Um, but a lot of the a lot of the same uh, beats are still there. But like, <clears throat> pretty quickly, Invincible finds out his dad is bad, and then they fight to the death, and his dad can't kill him, and his dad flies away from Earth crying, and he's gone for like forty issues. <laughs> it's pretty wild. What? Yeah. So now, did you read the comics before you read the uh, or watch the show or after? I watched like the first two episodes and then I was like, I really like this. And I was like, okay, let's see if I can find the comic. And in Comixology, uh, the first 48 issues are there for free. So I read the first 48 and I bought Compendium 2 and Compendium 3. They're only like 12 bucks. That's awesome. Through Comixology. And if you don't have Comixology, I recommend it. It's only six bucks a month. Uh, Wait. It's six bucks a month, but you still buy the comic, so it's more Some, like a, yeah, a holding they have, service. They don't have everything, but six bucks a gotcha. month to read everything that they have for free, which is a lot. Thank you. Well, I'm not angry about it. It makes complete sense. It really does. It makes absolutely complete sense because you can do just like why the DC cartoons are better. That you are there's just more freedom. There really is. Yeah, it's. It's very interesting, and I don't know. Like I felt compelled to read the comics, something that I've never really felt compelled to do with the boys. 
Oh. It's also something that I've done with Outcast and The Walking Dead. So maybe it's just I like Robert Kirkman. I have no idea. I have no idea. And if you've never read Outcast, I really recommend that too. It's very interesting. All right, y'all ready to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier? Sure. Let's do it. Y'all caught up, A.A. Ron? No, I told you I won't be watching it. Oh, man. You're missing out, buddy. I'll listen. Absolutely, I'll listen. You're missing out. Like, even, like, like ugh, I don't want to see a different Captain America. I want none of that. I got oh, to listen to what the director said. Run. I don't give a shit who it is. It's like saying, I, I made a new Iron Man. Why why even cast another Iron Man? Like, I they don't get it. cast a new Captain America. The government made a new Captain America. Hmm. And as we find out, he quickly yeah, it's becomes not like, spoiler It's not alert. like there's just a different Steve Rogers, and no. we're all no, I got that. <laughs> no, and freaking Erskine's little uh, speech to Steve Rogers when he's like having his little schnapps. Remember, and he's like, the formula went bad on the Red Skull because it, it, it amplifies who you are. It makes bad worse, good great. So do you remember, A, Ron, how in, you know, when Steve Rogers first goes to the camp and, and Tommy Lee Jones is being a dickhole about him and, and you know, wants to put the big muscly guy in as Captain America... And Stanley Tucci's yeah. like, nah. Well, this is yeah. what would have happened yeah. if uh, if Tommy had gotten his way. But it's the it's that guy as Captain America, basically. I mean, it's not that character, but it's it's just like the big soldier, soldier, you know, the soldier, soldier kind of guy. That's who John Walker is. Well, that's pretty surprising. I liked the director, what he or the guy who uh, produced. Uh, I'm just gonna call it director. Um, that everybody was outcrying how frustrated they were about this character, and he goes, "That means he's acting his ass off." If everybody's that mad, and I've never seen, he's always played like a goofball, loser, or some sort of weird dude. I've never seen him play something serious. Wyatt Russell. Um, I've never seen him in anything other than this, but he's very good. For sure. A ton of stuff. Probably most memorable for me is uh, Table 9. Is that what it's called? Table 13. Table 19. <laughs> Mix them together. It's an Anna Kendrick movie about where they go to a wedding and Anna Kendrick gets stuck at the loser's table. Yeah, I can't imagine wanting to watch a Anna Kendrick rom-com. I'm good. It's, it's <sighs> I really love Anna good. Kendrick. Uh, yeah. Hey, um... What's his face? I hate her as much as I hate Jessica Biel. My wife hates her so much. I don't mind her. I like her face, and she's got a nine head. <laughs> she has such a big head. Stephen Merchant's in it. That's why I watched it. Oh, I love Stephen Merchant. And Lisa Kudrow, but I don't think you like her Does he either. punch anybody around the face? No. Craig Robinson. <laughs> Lisa Kudrow. Steve Merchant, Margot Martindale. It's quite good. All right. I mean, I liked Wimbledon, and I hate Kristen Dunst, so. 
Yeah, you can well, uh, you can stomach it. Maybe for, I can. Yeah. Maybe I life. can like Cable Nineteen while hating Andrew, Anna Kendrick. I'll I'll check it out. She's hateable but, in the movie too. It's funny. Ooh. Okay. All right. Now I'm in for sure. I'm in. I'm watching it. But anyways, um, yeah. So it's. It's it's, not, it's probably not what you think it is, Aaron. It's like um, it feels more Winter Soldiery, like Captain America Winter Soldiery type of movie. It's a uh, slow burn, overarching plot type of deal. Yeah, they. I just I'm not ready for them yet. Since how much I just disdained the last thing they brought out that wasn't a movie. Hmm. That's that's really like it legitimately like I'm angry with them for it and that's I, like that's the weird part like I almost don't want to a movie if if right now there was a WandaVision movie I'd watch it see, I just it's see, just like that's how I much get, I hated WandaVision he, he, this is he, where he I get lost though AA Ron <laughs> this this is where I get lost right what mm-hmm. you're saying is is that you only want an hour and a half of good television to watch. That's that's what you're saying. Are we saying good television or good movie? Because we have to be very specific. E- either, either or. You're watching something on a television. You're 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 only in for an hour and a half. And if they give you no, more than an hour and a half perfume. of good television, you and don't I watch it. I watched uh, the other. I watched uh, DC. It was right, that. But- but what you're I, when, saying is, what you're saying is, is that five hours of good television is too much for you, and you don't want it. That's what but you're no, saying. That, no, that's unfair because I don't think WandaVision was good television. I think it was an amazing story, and I feel like it was just hold continually on, redundant. On, so no, we've already. I don't want to get into it again on, because A-Ron. that's. It is. I don't think it was good. Good television. You didn't want it. There's a difference. No, I I don't because I no that's unfair because I'm not saying you guys are wrong and you're telling me I'm wrong so I want to get that clear is that this is I'm not my opinion you and I no because I love Marvel I'm trying to understand it's that I think it was continually repetitive and redundant and I think you could have taken the first two and a half episodes and given me a half hour with that I think you could have taken the next two episodes but and done a great hour and the works. ending close. It doesn't mean you should do it. But you you love True Detective. They use the same device. With continual new information. The same thing with... And it was suspenseful just, whatever, in this. I, whatever it is about WandaVision, like, really... They... Like, I like the right characters. I've, I've already said I like the story. I thought the acting was done well. Like, yeah. I know. I know Wanda's the one that made this, guys. Like, they didn't need to continually go over that. What's the reason? She's fucking sad. Thank you. Could uh, could uh, didn't didn't need to leave that to the end. I figured she was really angry, had an explosion. She already seemed like she was in some sort of almost like a, what is that thing called when you can't remember everything? Like, I got it. I knew that wasn't the. I knew that wasn't Vision from the get go. Like Vision's a fucking robot and he doesn't remember who he is. What did she do? Wipe his hard drive? I also know he was dead. So it was just continual reiteration of things. I already had an idea of what was going on. The only thing that was surprising to me was who the villain was. I was like, cool, this purple lady, and I loved her. I just, hmm. I even if that was a four-part miniseries, I probably would have just loved it. 
if they dropped the first episode and it was the first three did a nice long one where the the it was just the outside team trying to get in it just it wasn't there so it has made me so not trusting because i don't want to be pissed off at bucky because I love Bucky, and I don't want to go into this to watch a reiteration of the same story of this overwhelming arc that everybody's... It's so amazing. I'll tell you, I didn't know who done it in True Detective until the end. <coughs> we knew who did it from episode one in this movie. She did it to herself. I didn't. You so, like, sure. But did she, though? Yes, I mean, she the did. Whole, the, yeah, sure, the whole, the whole rage thing was uh, her doing, but uh, was she being influenced then when it happened? No, because that was, she walked into the place, read her little note, and had a panic attack and blew up in her chest. And she's like, I'm fucking so, keeping this. This is great. The show is this very interesting, very deliberate exploration of grief and understanding loss and understanding how to, you know, basically go through Dabda. Um, and it's, it's, you know, put up against this sitcom backdrop because. That is like a palatable thing, and it's like it's anachronistic to what she's feeling, because sitcoms aren't real life, right? And she's running from yeah, real but a life. sitcom is a comedy. No, no, a sitcom is is not real life, right? It you can't hurt you because there's nothing in it that's real. So she escapes to the place she knows, like in her worn, torn childhood, the place. The only place she ever felt comfortable was those. I didn't. Hours. I didn't need that though, and that's me personally. I mean, I'm also not the only person. You can't say that it's bad because I think that's you know to some people who. Well, well, no, hold on, no, on. I have not said it was bad. No, you did. You just. Said I've it was said bad. that. I have said the acting is some of the best acting I've seen. The storyline and concept behind it is absolutely fantastic. Loved but you, but you so much about it. The, it's the, show the played out was bad outline of it. The well, okay, so one concept of, I do, I, of that I don't like about it doesn't mean it's bad. And I don't even fault anybody else for liking it. No, I'm not saying you it did. It turned just, me off so bad like, because that the outline of it just it, it could not hold me. The outline itself is, is what makes the show good. You know what I mean? Without that structure, it doesn't matter Like if the performances are great, you're going to be like, well, this show sucks. If it doesn't have that that good I would challenge you to process. I would challenge you to rewatch it and find an hour to cut and I why guarantee I? you could cut I guarantee you could cut an hour but why guarantee you could cut an hour it's a TV I, show I guarantee I would not be able to cut an hour no I wouldn't want to either it was a good TV show like um there is like episodes of friends I could get rid of there's probably oh my god so many there's a couple uh, there, episodes of uh, seasons I would want to get rid of um, yep. there's some couple episodes of Scrubs. So, but that, okay, wait, that's, that's unfair though of a comparison because okay. this is a, this is an eight episode done. Sure. So Which means if it doesn't we knew with Seinfeld, oh, no, but no, but th I believe there was a lot of dead weight. So if we're saying in Seinfeld, you have hundreds of episodes. Yeah. You better damn well be able to cut episodes from but 100 hours. Also, Aaron, it's only ever going to be these eight episodes. And that's why I would have thought they would have either consolidated or brought more to the table than repeating something that many times. They didn't repeat anything. It was an ongoing discussion. Episodes one and two was legitimate, legitimate repeat of itself. It wasn't. 
Like you literally have respectfully to, like, disagree. You have to go through like the stages. They're different. There's stuff added. They're completely different decades of TV show. So I mean, there's that too. I don't know, man. I, there's nothing about it I, I really didn't like. I can understand like um, I don't know. Like I really liked it. I thought it was an excellent diversion from movies. I thought it was a great first swing at a TV show from actual Marvel Studios. It got me really excited to see what they would do when they bring, you know, like Daredevil and Luke Cage, if they're going to bring them back. I'm excited for that, and I'm really excited for Loki coming up, too, because Loki's is Oh, I can't wait. I look so much. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be like this weird nexus of what's going on in the multiverse, and because all this stuff has to set up Doctor Strange. WandaVision is a huge setup for Doctor Strange. Um... There's got to be some elements coming up from Falcon and the Winter Soldier that are going to have these lasting consequences in the MCU. And Loki is, he's going to be exploring the multiverse. It's going to be very interesting. I can't wait to watch those movies. I think they are going to be wonderful. But I... TV show. What? I thought it was a movie! No, it's another TV show, bud. No, guys can't watch it. God bless it. <laughs> and it's probably going to be really God. good, too. They haven't let me down yet. And the thing that, if you watch uh, Infinity War, and that just two-minute scene, three-minute scene, whatever it is, where Wanda and Vision are talking to each other, that makes this oh. whole series worthwhile. Like, every second of it. They earned it. Did you watch, you watch the whole season, Aaron? Yeah, I went back because I didn't want to be rude to it and give it a shot, and I was just mad as shit when I finished it. Because I was just like, I episodes? no, the, every episode that was absolutely ever released with it. I again, I was just like, this is. I loved those characters, still do. If they came out with a movie, consider me first in line to watch it. But you said the only reason you didn't like it is because it was repetitive. Only the first two episodes were repetitive. No, I think it was continual overlay. Even the characters outside trying to get into it, what they were doing, I just... Listen, we got into a heavy argument on this four weeks ago. There's not much that's going to change my mind on it, and I don't want to change your mind on it because there's nothing, there's no point to that. It doesn't help anybody. I yeah, just I mean, legitimately have a completely about... different point of view on it, and so that's what's turned me off because if if those are the things that you like about what's happening with this show, I don't want four to five hours of my time gone from this. I don't want to give that to Marvel. I'm not even willing to test it right now because if those are the reasons that you like this show, it's already a reason I don't want to be a part of it. It's not that I don't right, like the characters, so and not like that I don't like the stories. I'm just like, eh. So, Aaron, let, That's me, really let weird. me ask you a question. It's, it's, Are it's you insane. interested in knowing what Bucky is going through now that he is, now that everything's back, right? The blip has happened. I am... I, I am more than happy to hear you guys talk about it, but no, I, I won't be watching this. It's nothing oh, that man. you could tell me is going to spoil me at all. I'm just going to be like, cool, guys. How awesome. good was Sebastian Stan in this last episode? Oh, oh my, my God. God. And uh, like the last two episodes, right? Because we that's haven't seen so legit. So good. His, 
he, his pathos and what's happening to him is is so out there. He's his emotions are on his sleeve while everything that's happening to Anthony Mackie is internal. He is struggling. Mm-hmm. He's like the duck on the water. You don't see his feet. And right. Bucky's the drowning man that can't find a life preserver. It's but they're they're both going through like the same thing in just different ways. It's Are they is it the um just coming back after the aftermath, or is so, it that no. Captain America's gone? No, What's the it's, a, frustration? it's a whole thing, A.A. Ron, and I suggest you watch it. Once again, <laughs> a large, a large <laughs> portion of everything that these two shows are doing is grief. These two men miss their friend. Like, yep. Steve Rogers, his absence has created a vacuum that no one can fill. And the thing like that the show is, I think, exploring is that it's going to take two regular people to fill one of Steve Rogers. He's Captain fucking America. It's not it's right. not that. It's who Steve was. It's and like Steve. It's like Anthony Mackie can go be Captain America, but you need Sebastian Stan to be Steve Rogers. Right. Like that to be that morality to Well, cuz well, cuz uh he Yeah, I was going to say the morality for it. He'd just kill him. He's like, "All right, let's He's not like that anymore. No, no, he is no that. longer. He's no, no longer the Winter Soldier. He that all that programming is gone. He can't be activated how, again. How did they uh, remove that in that, or is that removed way earlier? It, he's no, the Wakanda. The yeah, and the the most recent episode. It's really emotional because he realizes he's free. Yep. Oh. Yep. Oh my gosh, his his performance in that moment when she's just saying the words and he's just fearful and then overcome with emotion it is so freaking heartbreaking mm-hmm. and beautiful it is so moving he's a really good actor too they got he really absolutely really is. Marvel yeah does their job man they get these really really talented people to come do these things and it's like You'd think 20 years ago they'd be lowering themselves to go do a performance in a fucking superhero movie, but all it does is elevate right. the material. That's already pretty good. Yeah. You know what's interesting is I didn't know who Bucky was until Sil- Civil War. I was like, who the fuck's this guy? You didn't, didn't know Bucky? Did not remember him oh. from the first movie. No, I had to go re-watch it. I'm like, who is this dude? Did not know watch, who it was. You didn't watch you Winter missed, Soldier? You missed out Winter Soldier? No. No, I'm sorry, Winter Soldier. I'm sorry. Oh, like, okay. I did not know who this guy was. I'm like, who are they flashing back to? I'm like, I do not remember this guy at all. Like, it was you know, quite I can, hilarious. I can actually see that in in like the first in the first watch. You know, he kind of fades away out of, yeah. out of the first Avenger. His character arc in all of the movies. I just absolutely loved. Oh my god! Like even when no, they got him in Wakanda, when he was uh, breaking the logs, and he's like, "It's like get this man an arm." Like I just, oh, I just loved it. Oh my loved gosh! It. So John Walker. Yeah, John <laughs> Walker is an evil son of a gun. He sullied that shield Mm -hmm. in a way that is so fucking despicable i was horrified watching that i i i could physically feel steve rogers like 
not like doing barrel rolls in his grave. Like it was so. I mean, he's probably not dead. He's just not on that earth. I know. I know. I know. But it was just. It was so horrible. It was. It was everything that. It was everything wrong with everything. Like Captain America should not ever kill somebody in cold blood. Like that's just like Superman. That's nuts. In uh, Superman, <laughs> Superman wouldn't kill somebody in cold blood either. Well, I know, but when he did it to Zod in the movie, so that was that wasn't cold blood. That was to protect those. I know. I also know. stupid. I mean, um, it would have been the equivalent of after Bucky, like after Bucky fell from the train, it would have been the equivalent of Steve Rogers, like just murdering Doctor Zola there and then. Sure. Which he didn't do well, and wouldn't there's... do because that's not how that works. Every every frame of painting, um, when Steve holds his shield up over his head to bash Tony's head in, he doesn't do it. Right. Right. And John Walker yeah. does. He sure does. <sighs> it was brutal. It was brutal. And, uh, and Bucky and Sam trying to get the shield back from him. Oh, they get it back. Oh, they did. But it took everything they had. Which I was actually a little surprised by. Bucky is a super soldier as well, right? <laughs> like you cannot, why? you cannot take it away from this dude. They went through his resume in the first episode. He is extremely well. I know. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But and Bucky is no longer the Winter Soldier. He he. Bucky. Yeah, he, he holds back. Bucky. I think if. Uh... He didn't have the shield. It would have been a much different fight. Yep. He would have been well. That's I think that's what they're getting at, right? That the shield is that important, right? Right. Why is the shield that important? Is it just as a weapon, or just as a quote unquote a shield? Um, it's a weapon as a defense mechanism. Like you, if someone's going to punch you in the face, and you hold up a giant shield, they can't punch yeah, you. Yeah, sure. If you're just trying to swing your arm at them, they could probably still hit your face. Yeah. Right. Especially if a guy's got a robot arm. Yeah. And the shield is practically unbreakable. Yeah. Practically. Unless you got that and Thanos Unless you're dildo Thanos. Dildo. Good grief. I watched. Well, you're hitting vibranium with vibranium, you know. I watched Endgame this morning and I was like, man, he just decimates that shield. Yeah, he does. Wait, Thanos' sword is, is vibranium no. as well? No. It was made out of something like that, yeah. Some sort of uh, uh, cosmic metal, but yeah, not vibranium. Okay. Maybe, our, maybe vibranium, vibranium is a uh, space rock. I don't know. Maybe vibranium exists in Wakanda because of a meteorite. Who the hell knows? Howard Stark. Howard Stark. <laughs> I do know that the show is exceptional. It is night and day different than um, WandaVision for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There is so much emotion underneath of it. And I think like that is a huge payoff for fans who watched, you know, ten years worth of movies. You know, who who've been sitting around with these characters for all that time to be paid off like that is is really cool. 
Yeah. The therapist, though. I got a problem with the therapist. Well, she's, you know, army issue. I know, but who who in the hell has ever heard of, like, we're going to have one final session and your friend's going to join us? Like, that's weird. <laughs> that was not uh, his idea. That was Falcon's idea. Oh, that wasn't the therapist. I thought the therapist was just like, come on, let's go. You're both coming with me. No, because he got uh, in trouble or whatever, and I think it was Falcon yeah, yeah. saved his butt because he was like probation or whatever because he didn't go to his therapy appointment. Right. He's like, we got to end this. Because it was funny when they were <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, you're they're like, they're cover. like intertwined. They're like kneeing each other in the balls. <laughs> 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 oh man but then he just but then it's completely overpowered by again the emotion and and sam not sam um stan finally just you know comes out with it like how dare you give away that shield it stands for so much to so many including me and you know i'd rather you just can I ask a spoiler question? Sure. No. No, you don't okay. deserve it. Okay, go ahead. All right. Captain America gave him the shield, so why doesn't he have the shield? So that's like the the thing is when you're staring on the barrel of that gun, Anthony Mackey's uh, Falcon, he's like, I'm not worthy of holding the shield. I cannot be Steve Rogers. The, the thought of filling those shoes is like an insurmountable task. So he gives the shield away. No, he... He, he puts it in a shield. museum. He retires it. The U.S. government... He puts there. one of the most uh, powerful things that already makes me fucking hate him because they've already seen what has happened with shield and every government agency every agency that was controlled by the government and or humans legitimately effed them over even in well, WandaVision we'll legitimately and Anthony Mack is that dumb that he goes he's not I'm going to give the he's a guy who's actually doing the right thing and he's That's not the right thing you hold, hold on, on to Aaron, it Aaron calm down he's doing oh my he God. what he believes the right thing is because he like that's a lot of pressure, especially as we've come to you know discuss in the show. He's black, and the thought of a black Captain America is something maybe the public isn't ready for. And that's when did he literally fought in the end? I did not ever think about him as even a, a raceway. He was given something by Captain America to say it's time for you to well, do sure. this, and he gives it to the people. Who screwed him over? And no, he doesn't give it to anybody. When you put it in a museum, that's giving it away and saying someone else. So that means someone could easily walk. They steal it. Is the shield is stolen? Takes it. Either way, he realizes that he made a mistake and he shouldn't have gave it away. And there's like, oh my, there's an interchange with him and Bucky that's extremely powerful. Uh, So the whole concept of the show is him making a very stupid mistake. No. Uh, so no. he's having a discussion with Bucky in their group therapy session, the one we just talked about. And Bucky's like, when Steve told me what he was going to do, I th- I was on board with it. But you gave away the shield. And if he was wrong about you, maybe he was wrong about me too. And it is so powerful that, I mean, I'm getting a little choked up thinking about it. Oh yeah, he God. didn't. He didn't give away the shield. He no. put it somewhere where he thought nobody would take it. But then, of course, the U.S. government was That's- like, hey... We can steal things. it away. 
it was giving it away. It was naive of yeah. him to think that it was safe, but he thought he was putting it in a safe place. Yeah, he's very upset by all of it. Yeah. That has legit cemented that I will never watch this show. Oh my god. I don't want to watch a show that the whole beginning is him going, God, I made a really terrible mistake. Well, it's that is not just a, so weird. At the beginning, he doesn't It's so weird that you don't like it. stuff based on two episodes, but we won't talk about that. Huh? But An hour. Aaron. It's like 50 minutes. Aaron, not even. You have, a, <laughs> you have a brain block for the TV shows of Marvel. I don't don't know what it is, but whatever. We'll just wait to uh, talk about these well, when they come out with movies. Yeah, yeah, I'm just funny. trying. Hey, listen, I'm trying to participate in something that I'm not watching, but understanding cool. why it, uh, again, sounding cool, good story, but. He's just—he's got a brain. If you guys. think it starts off stupid because there's some conflict, I don't know what you're expecting to watch, like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Um, you know what? I'm expecting to watch something well put together, and not that and in the first twenty minutes. Well put together. In the first twenty minutes of somebody like, "Up, here's your shield." I, I shouldn't take it. Thanks, Cap. No. I'm that's off. Not You're dealing with the all. grief of a character leaving. That's Listen, Captain America is in debt. Literally hands him a shield. He's like, I had to go back in time. It's been wonderful knowing you. I gotta head off and deal with this shit. I've been alive for 400 years. It's time for me to go. Love you, bro. Thanks for the shield. I'm gonna give it to the agencies that have fucked me over. People of color you over. give it to them, you idiot! Yeah, you know what? When you give it to a museum, guess who owns every fucking museum in the world? The government. He's so yeah, he did give government it too. to the government. The government didn't need, didn't take it because they owned the museum. They uh, said that they owned it because it was U.S. property. Yeah. Anyway, so is the museum. He's still working for the government too. It's a complete backstab of Anthony Mackie. He has this whole thing. It's this whole thing going on. He retires the shield. He says you know, <sighs> Steve Rogers was Captain America. We don't need another Captain America, and the government disagrees. The government that he works for currently, he's not. He doesn't like work for the Avengers anymore. He, he's doing special ops for the U.S. government, and they don't talk to him about it. They totally screw him over. There's, there's stuff there that you're not seeing, and you're making it, a, a it, very, very weird judgment call on a show you haven't seen yet about something that you don't. I'm, understand. I'm hearing a lot about it though, and it, it's. In, but like, you're, it ain't giving anything fun. Yeah, you're turning a deaf ear to all the stuff we said that was emotional. No, no, no. I mean, he, it's it's a block. Aaron, Aaron has a block. He's not gonna like the show. Whatever. I was trying. I don't think to you're paying attention to the character either, Falcon. I, he's not gonna take the no, shield and be like, oh, "I'm no, Captain America now." About, you no, know, you're talking about the whole problem. You know, it sounds like when someone's like. They're running away from the bad guy, and they're like, run into the car, I can't find the There's keys. no bad guys! Well, hold on, this is very uh, There is a bad guy, the one who has to have it, and they have to fight him back, and you're telling me that what he did to the S.H.I.E.L.D., killing a person in cold blood, it's all their they own just, fault in the first place. It, and and I just can't get a really highly decorated U.S. soldier that. from being a bad guy. Well, there's the thing. But they so feel that's... that hard. They feel the guilt. Anthony Mackie feels the guilt of what he's done. No, hey, Ron, I'm going to watch anything with conflict. Go watch Care Bears. Um, once upon a time on this very podcast, years and years ago, I was having a discussion with someone about Rogue One. 
and that person oh said, gosh that person said they didn't like rogue one because no mother would ever abandon their child like that and get themselves killed and that they'd stopped watching the movie basically in their mind because of that and that's like a dumbass reason to say you're not going to like something um yeah that's ex- exactly why you would put your child in a safe place so you can die and they can live um yeah i mean nobody like it's a whole it's pathos you have to understand the emotions of the character and plus guess what it's what the fucking movie wrote writers wrote you have to see what that payoff is like you can't just go like i'm out so like because anthony mackie gives away a shield you'd have to understand what his character is going through what would it take a Aaron, for you to give up the shield because whatever it would take that's that's what anthony mackie's going through you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. So like, instead of like just is it believable as it from from what you told me about 100%. it? I never once had an issue. Like, he has okay. So this guy's having self doubt. He has been in multiple wars. He has fought the universe's most powerful beings. Yeah, and he has self doubt, and he gets rid of. It's All not about, he doesn't have self-doubt about his fighting skills or his or ability to hero. He has self-doubt about being he, Steve Rogers. He, right. He, he doesn't feel like, from a morality standpoint and just as a human being, that he can measure up to Steve what Rogers. About, what about the other piece of it, too, that if he takes the shield, if he comes... But who America, asked him to do hey, that? That's the confusion part. If he takes the shield he, and he... And he becomes Captain America, that's like so final, right? Steve's never coming back. Maybe he's still holding out hope deep in his heart that his friend will return. Because guess Absolutely. what? Steve Rogers is the only person in the whole Marvel universe who deserves to hold that shield. You know, he's... Can Anthony Mackie pick up Mjolnir? Nope. Sure so, can't. So he's not worthy of the shield either. And to think about the weight that comes with that shield and that title Captain America plus you know him being a black man that's got to be tough for him <clears throat> you know what I'm saying copy my beard gosh Sorry. It's, like, it's, it's very weighty I never once thought about oh man that's stupid that he gave up the shield it made perfect sense I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, I, I didn't really... I mean, at first I was like, eh, I wouldn't have done that, but I'm not Falcon. Right, I'm not Sam. It's- I mean, I, I was a little disappointed that he didn't at least offer it to Bucky. Sure. Before retiring it, because, I mean, if not for Sam... Cap would have given that to Bucky, you know. That's well, they're playing with a convention, right? In the comic books, in Civil War, uh, Iron Man kills Steve Rogers. He doesn't leave him alive, and Bucky becomes oh. Captain America. And then after, uh, does he? He kills him. I thought he was no, he, like arresting him, and he got killed. No, he kills him. Uh, and then Bucky oh. becomes Captain America, and then after Bucky becomes Captain America, Falcon becomes Captain America. So these these have played out in the comics already so they're definitely playing with that convention back and forth and the idea that it would take two of them to be captain america is very interesting to me 
Oh, and uh, Sharon is definitely the power broker. I don't know. Is it Julia Louis-Dreyfus? No. It's Sharon. 100%. Yep. Scene was weird, by the way. With Julia Louis Dreyfus, yeah, it's so yeah. <laughs> I forget the card was blank. She's just like it's blank. It's blank. It's got a tracker in it or something crazy's going on. She's very good though. Julia Louis Dreyfus not being funny. Yeah, yeah, she was good. Yeah, it really felt, seems like uh, Sharon Carter is going to be the power broker, but we'll see. Will I am flabbergasted that she's in this show. Damn nabbit. She was in it for like two minutes. It's very funny because she sat between him and his wife. Oh, man, that made me laugh. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, what? When she sat down to talk to him and she sat between him and his wife and then kept like ignoring her when she's talking and then complimented oh, right. her later. Like right. this little firecracker right here. Like after, after completely belittling and ignoring her, it was just like you are such a douchebag. Right. I can't wait to find out who you are. It's amazing. Yeah. So, how have the uh, fight scenes been? They're how great. do you feel yeah. on choreograph uh, on like in comparison to let's say uh, Civil War or the um, Winter Soldier? They're good. Measures up. Uh, yeah, I'd say they're right on par with Winter Soldier because uh, there's not a lot of like superpowers being used or anything like that. So I've always enjoyed Bucky fighting. Very much so enjoyed him fighting Captain Rogers. So you saying that it took both of them and when they're fighting this bad guy who is holding the uh, shield or trying to recover it, that is very interesting to me because that is a really fun part of that type of fight is getting rid of the the suits, getting rid of the Hulk, getting rid of um, let's call Thanos or Thor, which is one of the, I think, almost redeeming qualities even Black Panther. It was just fighting. They didn't have guns popping off of their arms and and that was one of the positives of what I didn't even like about Black Panther. Like, I, mean, I, I didn't Sam's like the movie, but... Yeah, Sam's Sam's still got well, but but Sam's a human. Yep. Like, like he's as he's as ballsy as uh, uh oh, come on, who's Brody? the the bow and arrow? Oh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawkeye's Hawkeye like series too. Are you gonna not watch that? Like uh, Hawkeye, probably not right now. No. <laughs> um, and like, Haw- like Hawkeye, like by all means, Sam and Hawkeye have the biggest cojones third and, and second Natasha. only to one and, human and being oh, oh whoa i said second and third only to one human being which is natasha romanoff <laughs> because hers has the worst backstory of everybody like she got just terribly screwed over in her childhood uh speaking of the wakanda uh the Black Panther suit. What do you guys think is in the container at the end? It's going to be a new Falcon suit, right? Got to be something like that. The wings are made of vibranium, maybe this time? Ooh, that'd be interesting. Maybe the wing does like a thing that makes it a shield. Then Bucky can have the other (laughs) Oh, I just nutted. Who knows, guys? Um, I had a tinfoil hat theory the other day, but I can't remember what it was. I think it had something to do with Sharon Carter. 
Uh, I think it was something like this Sharon Carter's not the Sharon Carter we met before. Maybe she's one from one of the multiverses. I think she might be from like the multiverse, and I don't think that uh, Sharon Carter was Peggy's niece. I think it's her grandkid. And perhaps she has some super soldier serum in her blood because she would be Steve and Peggy's grandchild. Ooh, that would make sense as to how she could freaking fight off an entire army by herself. And she came she came with Steve when he traveled to give the shield to Anthony Mackie, to Sam. Right. And then huh. Steve went home and she stayed. That was that, my, that's my tinfoil hat theory. I would not discount that theory. So if in, if in an, an episode upcoming you find like a dead Sharon Carter, I'll know I was right because if the other <laughs> one's still alive, we'll see. It's probably bullshit. Power Broker is probably some dude. <laughs> These, they're playing with convention so much on this show, it's hard to keep track. But I really enjoy it so far. I'm excited to see where the next few episodes take us. Um, Sebastian Stan, I applaud you. You're doing an amazing job. You've got more, a lot more to do acting-wise than you have had before. Um, yeah, that scene was... It's that was some right. good acting. And Anthony Mackie's getting to some depths too, but all his stuff is so subtle. It's so under the surface. I love it. Yeah, and, uh, it, it reminds me a lot of like... Uh, Sam Winchester and yeah. a lot of his emotion is it's it's is very, very Sam subtle. and Dean right Dean's all out there <laughs> Sam's all gritting his teeth and flexing his jaw muscles yeah so which one's Sam <laughs> Mr. Sam. oh you mean which one is Sam Sam is Sam well fuck now I'm confused and Bucky and is Dean. Dean is Bucky <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, guys, that was. Hey, hey Adam, sorry, I yelled at you. Huh? Oh, listen, I I hold these uh, op- opinions knowing that I'm gonna get some fight for it, and I expect <laughs> that. I would I would absolutely hope I do because I also know that I have been proven wrong more than I've been proven right on this show. <laughs> so that's something that's on wrong? the back. Eh, a little, little bit of that. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you guys definitely want there, and I, I understand the, the confusion for. It. Trust me, I'm confused by it too, and I don't, I don't feel it's just a, a brain block. But I just, I, 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 I just think don't I just understand. Figured I figured it out. Oh, what is it? A Aaron lives in the '90s still. He thinks that movie stars can't do TV. <laughs> <laughs> There's something in your brain I, that's, that's making that impossible. You're concerning times, Joe. That's okay. unfair because Matthew McConaughey. Hold on. Uh, but there, was no true de- there was no true detective movie that became a TV show. You're having a problem with, you think it's like some sort of downgrade that they made these, you know, $150 million movies and they would want to make, you know, like a $30 million TV show as if that doesn't make complete financial sense. But yeah. I think you're having. I think that's where the break is. I can't wait for the Friends movie. Oh God! <laughs> I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> I just. 
Aaron, you know I love you, and I don't, I, I don't judge you for this or exactly. anything. I just, yeah, we love you. I just, just fundamentally don't understand how you can like every element of something and yet hate it so vehem vehemently. Exactly. That's the I, I'm I'm lost. I'm confused. I don't get it. That's all. <laughs> that's that's just I'm, I've never I'm experienced that before. I'm, it feels like I've I've lost a partner in, on this train ride, kind of like how Sam and Bucky lost Steve. Oh, they didn't lose him. We might as well be dead. He went back to his universe, loving movies I, and not I, TV shows. I really, I really feel. I get, I get it, but. I would want to be so happy for a person who lost everything and finally had an opportunity and I'd want them. I would just be, I'm, I'm so overjoyed for cap. Like I was so happy for him. Sure. Well, so are they. And it's not like, but he left it in hands with a guy who says fucking museums got it under control, baby. No, he says. Guys, who says, guys, hold on, hold on, guys, guys. Who I says nobody go, could like, ever? Legitimately, my neighbor is having uh, an emergency thing, so I actually have to go there, taking their dog to the hospital, and I got to go help them out. So, oh yeah. Um, this is Aaron. Love y'all. I got to jump. Really, I do. Love y'all. Right. They're calling my phone. This is my third phone call. I got to go. Okay. Bye, buddy. Right. Bye. Bye. Well, hit the outro music then. Okay. Oh, guys. What a ride we took today. Oh, guys. Um, we highly suggest, if you're not a Iran, to go out there and to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus right now. It is quite good. You will if be... you're even a tangential fan of the MCU, I think if show. you're a fan of good television, you're going to be in good hands because it really is. It's good TV, which is... Um, it is, but if you have... It's hard to come by these days, but... It's it's still a treat. But if you're unfamiliar with the events in the Infinity Saga, then you, it might not make a no. ton of sense. That's true. But it is quite enjoyable. Guys. It is. How do you feel about Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Let us know. MovieDummies at gmail.com. We'll talk to you then. What? Next week. My brain don't work. <laughs> So yeah, until next week, for A.A. Ron and Shannon, I am Joe. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. And we'll talk to y'all cheese bags later. Also, bye. Also, bye. Also, bye. Oh, bye. <laughs>